Hi, I'm Peter Haddock and welcome to another edition of my podcast with Insight series. This series is sponsored by my friends at Ritchie Brothers, the used equipment specialist. You can buy with Ritchie Brothers, you can sell with Ritchie Brothers, and you can even sell to Ritchie Brothers. They just want to do business with you. And you can find out how to do that at rbauction.co.uk. But today is all about being visual folks. And I found Evercam construction cameras on LinkedIn the other day. And I've got Vinnie Quinn, the co-founder of Evercam construction cameras on the podcast today, because what they're doing is what I really love. And that is taking monitoring and visualization of the construction site to the next level. Vinnie, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Peter. So, Vinny, Evercam Construction Cameras, I've seen what you're doing. Basically, it's live feed cameras, recording what's going on on site, time lapse, video recordings, live views, but with a difference. We've seen that kind of thing before, but we've now got computer-aided support for that kind of visualization. So tell me about some of the really exciting features I've seen out there, which you can help the industry monitor things uh, completely differently and integrate the whole lot. Tell me all about it, Vinny. Great, wow, that's quite an introduction. Thank you very much, Peter. Um, I better start at the beginning. And to give you a bit of background, myself and my business partner, Marco, started working with cameras 10 years ago and we were building APIs, we were working with all sorts of different cameras, we were solving problems for all sorts of different industries. And after a few years, it became clear that the most exciting problems we were solving were for the construction industry. That like, you know, CCTV was one area and security and did things get stolen and all the rest, that's all interesting. But what we found from building software for cameras was when you deal with construction, it is visual. It's really visual. You know, from where people put their site offices, they want a window that shows the whole site and we're giving them a window that also has rewind to day one and query what you saw and ask, ask questions based on what the camera could see. So it's just been a really exciting journey for us to get into construction. And it started with really just recording everything and realizing that we could solve a lot of problems based purely on sharing the right image with the right person at the right time. And you know, a lovely phrase that we use a lot in the company here is the greatest problem with communication is the illusion that it has taken place. <laughs> and when you're communicating with people on a construction site and you include an image with a box around it that says we can't use this gate after three o'clock or if you drop the steel there we can't turn a truck around anymore next person who does that is in trouble and is paying for the delay when you communicate like that people react and you leave a record and there's no room for any ambiguity so we really enjoyed building those tools and those tools led us to ask our customers well what are you using it for and for us to start building a team of artificial intelligence developers to say, well, can we automate that? Can we turn that image into data? And that's where it gets exciting. It is. And what I really liked is the fact that, you know, I do a lot of work in the construction sector and a lot of work with plant and construction. And what I liked to see is the way in which you've used camera technology uh, to actually identify different parts of the construction site and identify different bits of equipment from the operative on site to the, the cement truck, to the excavator, to the ADT, and how you've actually taken that technology and said, well, actually, we can look at vehicle movements, we can look at activities, we can look 
to see whether things are even being loaded properly and whether you're getting part loads coming in and out or whether you've got a problem which um, a lot of construction sites have with idle time so you know there it is physically we can see the excavator not doing anything why because you've got no trucks for it to load or why do we see the trucks all idling in a big line because there's too many of them to load with one excavator so it's not just around where you started there with with the security elements you you can see it's actually around how you can change the work site and how you can visually show people what things need to be done at any given time. And the great thing for me is showing people in real time, because if you say something to someone, oh, last week, look at how many trucks you had lined up and that excavator couldn't fill them. Well, that time has gone, hasn't it? So tell me about how people are using and utilizing the system and, and how you can get that information to the right people. You've just described it really well there yourself. It's it's exactly that. It's getting the right image to the right person at the right time. It's telling a story and it's getting to the bottom of a dispute or preventing a dispute or preventing a delay. So it's exactly like you described there. You know, if you have a big concrete pour plant and you need to get 25 trucks a day in to make that work and you're in a busy city center site, then you need to make sure that you're getting them in as many as your traffic plan is going to allow. And you need to make sure that they can all get in and out as quickly as possible. So all of these jobs are repetition. You're going to be doing that every day or every Saturday or whenever you're allowed. And anything you can learn that saves you a few minutes, and it might be just rearranging things so that more trucks can come in or trucks can turn around a bit faster. And it might also be just planning the traffic plan so that they don't have to wait outside blocking the traffic and annoying the neighbors. And it might also be giving the suppliers a button on their phone that shows them the queue or shows them the area that they're going to be driving into. And it just empowers people when they have the image, but it also leaves nothing to uh, it leaves nothing to chance. There's no, there's no like he said, she said about how many loads came in. And there's no like, you know, you sometimes get a gate report where there's a discrepancy between the, the gate tickets and the numbers. It's like, okay, show me, here's a button. It shows every single truck that came through. You can click on it to watch it coming in and out. You can zoom in, you do everything. You can tie it in with your ANPR. And it's, it's just really interesting because now there is a record of everything that happens. And if you're due to take 60 loads out of a site every day in order to complete an excavation on time. If that number of trucks hasn't come out, you're not going to be finished on time, no matter what you do. So it's about planning and being able to anticipate any problems and having the visuals to foresee a delay. You can get all the graphs in the world, uh, but sometimes you need the human who has experience of having done this 20 times before. And he's the one who looks at the camera at the amount of time it takes those trucks and says, ah, right, here's our problem. We need to move that gate over a bit or we need to, you know, allow two trucks to pass each other out at a different part of the site because they'll do it faster. You know, it's, it's stuff that I won't know, but it's stuff that we empower the customer to know by showing them the data and showing them, OK, well, here's the pattern. You're, everything's going much slower in the afternoon than it is in the morning. What's different on your site? Oh, OK, yeah, we changed train drivers. We're, on, we're not unloading the flatbeds as quickly or we're doing another job simultaneously that's slowing us down. And it allows them to just change their schedules to maximize the, their time availability. Yeah, and I think what's interesting about that as well is, uh, for me, when you're looking at a site, things change dramatically because construction is generally outside 
So you can go from a really sunny morning in the morning to downpours and snow and wind and rain uh, coming down in the afternoon, for example. So you go from one site that's running really smoothly to something else happening, like a haul road getting bogged down, for example, or a machine getting into trouble. And so with that, that changes the, the whole element of the site. So what in, you are able to do is say, actually, let's put more trucks on, or let's take more trucks off, or let's actually get in touch with the drivers, or actually look at the look at the dangers that are there visually about you know, a piece of equipment or people in, uh, in their trucks or whatever, sliding around on a slippy surface, which could cause you know, the ultimate issue on site, which is a health and safety issue, which, yep. which could ultimately injure someone or, or worse still have a fatality. So it's it really is about showing yep. that visual context. So tell me if something happens or how it's how you program something. So then it pings out at me. So, you know, I've got this great big site. I'm looking at, you know, uh, uh, the, the <clears throat> example that, that we've just said, we're getting loads of traffic issues or we've got a problem on site. Uh, with our with the way in which yeah. it's working what happens what happens okay i'll give you an example we're working on at the moment which is on a on a large uh, road construction site where there is a um there's an area where all of the goods are coming in and out and all of the trucks need to be unloaded and they all need to go through the way bridge be unloaded leave again and it's basically the depot for the for the whole site and what we've set up for them is it doesn't just count the trucks it counts the trucks and it counts the trucks at different stages of in the gate, onto the way bridge, unloads, leaves again. Right. And that's all fine because that's data that, you know, the way bridge has software attached to it. There is, you know, you can have ANPR on the way bridge, no problem. What our system does is it tracks all of that, but we've taught it to say, what about the trucks that come in, don't use the way bridge, go over and drop a load and then leave again. They're the ones we care about because they're the ones who are potentially not getting on the invoice. So that's what causes the alert there and gets flagged and is really easy for a decision maker to look at and go, okay, right, well, maybe this is only happening when so-and-so is manning the, the way bridge and tie it in with a subcontractor or a person or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's something that would be harder to spot for a human. They would need to be there 24 seven. And this is just the idea of flagging it. And sometimes there'll be reasons why it's fine. And again, when, when those images go to the decision maker, they get to decide. And if it's a subcontractor, they have a nice PDF. They say, right, here's your guys. Here's the 20 loads paid for. Here's the two that weren't. What's the, what's the issue? And also we have, we've been working hard to tell the difference between a full truck and an empty truck. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. the guy drops a load and then he comes back in because he forgot his phone or forgot to do something and he comes back in empty and doesn't unload again that's fine no alert and again they're the kind of things that you can have systems where someone is tapping in a button or signing off on a, on a sheet and you can have systems where the camera is tracking the number plate but you don't have the full database necessarily of number plates for all the subcontractors who might be on an off-site and the photo is what tells you you can't dispute a photo if it's telling you that a, you know a load is full or not full yeah absolutely and, um, I, you know, and it just gets from that perspective what you've got is you're just actually documenting what is actually happening on site can and it can be a training issue it could be a timing issue it could be somebody that's nipped to the loo on the way bridge you know those all these sort of different things yep. but keeps the site moving and also all of these sort of things and visualization of a site allows you to understand 
how a site is functioning and those small changes that you might make by saying actually you know we've learned from a previous project that actually if we put our waybridge in a different position slightly for the next project then actually we get better throughput on that so you can actually learn from this experiences from site to site yeah. and from from season to season as well can't you so you've got that data and, in the future and exactly you've hit the nail on the head there and it's not just from site to site it's from floor to floor on a building yeah. you know if you're if you're building a 15 story hotel right you're going to have the ground floor and maybe the first floor are going to be different they're going to be fancy and everything else the rest are going to be identical until you get to the roof garden and if you can learn anything about the number of people it takes to complete a task or the amount of materials or the amount of waste or the right sequence to bring the things up in order to which they'll be used most efficiently if you can learn anything on floors two and three and apply that right up to floor 15 you're saving time and money on every go and not only that but that might change you know it can change with weather conditions it can change with the amount of available daylight all sorts of things noise permissions everything like that so that's learning within you know a project and then as you say you're building this database of, of knowledge of here's best practice for how we do that what we do as well is aside from having the data we have a video editing team who produce beautiful you know time-lapse videos and sometimes they're time-lapse videos for the public to consume or to show off to the industry or the investors or whatever but very often for for us what we're doing for our clients is building a video that shows them best practice yeah so a project manager can go on and say he draws a box around something on on floor three and he says, would you ever make us a 30-second video showing from March 15th to March 22nd, just on that area? And here's the title. I want to show it that it's a faster way to shutter this type of room in or whatever. We build that video and it becomes best practice. Same with a, a close call. We've had, you know, we've captured many health and safety incidents. And, there, you know, it's th these things will happen and it's better to have, you know, ha have a record of what, what happened. And very often what we're doing there is, the exciting part of the video, if you're looking in like someone watching YouTube videos of accidents, the exciting part is the accident. But if you're looking at a close call or an incident from a health and safety point of view and a logistics point of view, you're looking back at what happened, what caused that, who left the thing in the wrong place, who left something unattended, who didn't tie it down properly, what happened. Then you look at the incident and then you look at what happened next. Did everyone do what they were supposed to do in order to make the place safe? And how can we prevent it happening again? And again, you turn that into a video. That's a, that's a story. And when people on a site see that story on their own site or with their own company or on their own type of project, it acts as a much better visual than a cartoon version or an actor showing what might happen if you the wall falls. So we, we've seen that in real time. And I, I remember helping a customer there a couple of years ago where there was an unforeseen, like basically a sinkhole that nobody could have predicted that a heavy plant vehicle sunk down in the middle of a busy site. And we were helping them make a video afterwards. And I, I didn't understand as much about this as my customer, naturally. And he was explaining to me why he wanted the video. And because most of what he wanted was what happened afterwards not what led up to it because he was saying like we everyone was doing what they were supposed to be doing leading up to it but afterwards he said watch this and as soon as there was an alert and the vehicle sank a little bit he said watch the guy at the gate the guy at the gate immediately stopped more vehicles coming in okay he's preventing the problem getting any worse the guys around immediately alerted each other shut off the other machines pulled everyone back made sure the guy was okay made sure it wasn't going to sink any further and everyone did and he he described it really well he's like this is like, this is a good news story. Yes, it's an incident, 
but everyone did exactly what they were supposed to do in the incident. It wasn't a drill. And it was like a ballet of everyone doing everything properly and securing the site and solving the problem. And that's just, it's a lot, you know, because you can't operate on the idea that nothing will go wrong because, you know, depending on how, how big and how long the job is, things will go wrong. And if you can help anticipate them, prevent them, and then avoid any disputes once they do go wrong, see who caused the delay, see how it can be resolved. You know, it's the same happens when, when say, precast concrete comes and um, the footage of that, it snaps coming off the truck. Is it the fault? Was it tied on wrong? Was it lifted up too quick by the crane? Like, yeah, it's good to find out. But the really important thing is that somebody very, very quickly says to the supplier, we need another unit like that or we're going to be delayed. We were about to put that in place on the fifth floor and we need another one. We're going to clean up this one. We'll get to the bottom of whose fault it was later. But it's all about preventing a delay. And every time you prevent a delay, you keep it on track, you keep it on program. And that's that's what we're there for. And this is the whole thing for me about building back better. It's building back better using the latest technology, learning about things. Also, when you look at things like that and delays, what you're looking at is you're looking at the carbon impact of a project. So if something is delayed, then you can't go up another floor. But people are still coming to site. They're still driving to site. You've still got equipment working on site. So you've still got uh, carbon emissions and, and efficiencies and productivity dwindling uh, on that particular project. But if you can react quickly, you know, you can actually monitor that project more effectively. Then actually you become a better outcome for the environment because obviously construction is very carbon heavy, whether it's embedded carbon or whether it's it's fuels and things like that used to, to actually have cranes or equipment on site. And that's what I really like about the sort of yeah. next phase of, uh, of what you've done. You've actually been able to take data in the form of building information modeling, so BIM models, and integrate that into what I call as-built models. So as the construction site comes up and you talk about those levels, level two, three, four, five, you've actually been able to overlay using your technology what the BIM model should look like to a structure uh, or a, a building or whatever it may be to what it's actually looking like now. So really, you've got an opportunity to say to people, so say it's a large scale structure, you've got to say, well, actually, we're gonna meet this target of three months time having get to level 15, then we're actually gonna have to do a lot more or we're ahead of target. So actually, you know, we can get this building finished either quicker or we don't have to have as many people on site. So therefore we haven't got as much people or planting space to manage. So how's that happened and, and how easy or how difficult is that to, to, to integrate and, and help people understand that visually from an as-built perspective? It's been really interesting. I mean, we're, we've been always looking at building our technology with a view to where it'll be in five or 10 years rather than, you know, in six months. So we've had our eye on how to integrate the BIM model for, for many years now, and it's, we're just, it's getting better and better. And the idea was always, you know, cameras are great. Uh, you know, time-lapse is always in the past. It's always what happened. And it could be from yesterday to today or from five years ago to today, but it's always in the past. And the live view is the live view. You've got your right now. And what we want to do is show the past, the right now and the future. And when you have the BIM model, you're able to say, you're able to put the calendar view, take the, the BIM model, superimpose it all over the live image, and also have the calendar view towards the future. 
So it's not just about looking back at whether you're on track now. It's as you say, where will what will this look like in three months if we're on track? What will it look like in, in six months? And it's a really nice way to show other stakeholders. You know, the guys, the guys who who built the BIM model and the guys who are heavy into it will know that anyway. You know, but to be able to show the the client, the investors, the rest of the team in, in a toolbox talk to be able to say, okay, guys, here's the area you're working in now. And we're going to just superimpose the model of what it's going to look like in a month. So that's why we have to keep these areas clear. And you can expect pillars to come in here and a new hole to be dug over here, whatever. And again, it's just a really nice visualization. And people react to it. As you said at the beginning, like it's, it's all about visuals. And a picture paints a thousand words. And when you're showing the investors in Singapore that their hotel is very nearly finished and here's, here's how we got here to plan. And if we continue going to plan, you know, we'll be ready on time and we'll be open on time. And that, that's, that's what they care about. It's been great. And you can also take different layers. So again, we have a really interesting situation here with another client where they're using the BIM model of the underground infrastructure and then looking at the current view where the groundworks had been done to say, okay, is there pipes? Are there pipes under this area here? Are we exactly where we should be on the groundworks to make sure everything is stable and secure? And we have the BIM model superimposed, but we also have a tool called the, the X-ray tool where you can take a portion of the screen and look at a different time frame in that portion. So they're also able to confirm that by looking at six months ago and saying, right, that is where the pipes have a junction under here, or that is where we need to start digging. Uh, where it's safe and again it's just helping people to make quick decisions and likewise with the BIM models of what's behind that wall or where are the services running through and again it's not solving every problem we're not doing the same as the, the guys with the walkthrough 360 cameras and everything like that we're the position we have is the fixed position cameras and as a result you're telling the whole story from day one till it's you our story that we tell is from the day the client takes over the the site until the day that the customer is using the building, basically. Um, and it, it's great to be able to look into the future with that. And I think what's really interesting about that is I do a lot of work with 3D machine control, with 3D surveying. So whether it's a backpack, a drone, uh, a ground penetrating radar, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, that, that information is being gathered. And when you can actually put that information that's gathered anyway on the site into something like this, you can have an, an ongoing visualization. And what that enables you to do is it enables you to, to tag and, and relay that information to the right people on site. So who is the engineer that's doing the surveying in the next section? When is that information going into the model? How can we see that that information has been put in correctly? And actually, how can we then integrate this sort of visualization that you've got here with what I'd call a, you know, a huge three-dimensional BIM model that actually brings everything to life and actually shows us the, the reality against the 3D visualization. And by doing that, what we integrate the, the construction industry, we collaborate better. And what happens is we get better outcomes. And most importantly with this, you know, we achieve the productivity and efficiency levels we need to achieve. But the number one priority is to make sure that we have a safe, working environment because particularly uh, what you mentioned there if we have any strikes of underground utilities well guess what there's water there's electricity and there's gas yeah so you know there's some very powerful utilities there that can do a lot of damage to individuals a lot of damage to the site and the integrity of it and yeah. 
fundamentally can kill people. And so if we, we know that we can integrate all of that, and we can visualize all of that, and we can look after it uh, in this way, then that's a win-win yeah. for everybody, isn't it? Exactly. And very often, the way the, the fixed position cameras are installed, you're also capturing where the site interacts with the public. And that's a really important area where for planning and for any large scale works or any dangerous works or anything like that, that it is monitored and taken care of and traffic plans and everything. So aside from just having, you know, any any internals, we would often be able to see where it meet the public realm. Like we, we you know, ever can work a lot with colleges and schools and hospitals and places where it's a busy building site, but it's within an environment where people will be moving around. And you have to take account for those people, for their rights to privacy, but also for the responsibility of the site to minimize any any risk uh, with, you know, overhangs or anything like that. So it's really exciting. And it is always with the view of the information we're gathering is all about building towards this 4D model of progress. It's like, okay, how many trucks have come through? If it's precast or modular, like how many units have come in? Are they in place? How many windows have been put in and the facade? And uh, it's really exciting to watch. And it's it's getting better all the time. And people are getting you know more advanced in, in what software they're using. And we're getting better at noticing, you know, recognizing different objects. And that's been really interesting as Evercam's gotten into uh, different markets and to find out what people care about. So we have large engineering companies who have Evercam in their manufacturing plant and they're looking at units being built and their client is looking at the units being built and they're confirming that they're correct before they get shipped. Now, that's a camera that's only going to, it's only costing 350 quid a month. If one delay, one wrong unit gets shipped to the other end of the country and has to go back again, you're in, you know, tens of thousands of delay. So having it there per month and you're empowering the people who are saying yes at each end. So it actually allows the more senior person to step back a bit and say, talk to me if there's a problem. But before one of these units leaves the factory, I want the guy who's saying it's ready at, at the factory end and the guy who's saying he's ready to take it at the building side end to both look at an image and say, OK, press go. It's good to go. Yeah. And it's like that, you know, emergency turn the two keys at the same time. <laughs> and it just means you're less likely to have a mistake. And that's what I call. And if you do have the visuals yeah yeah and, and that's what i call the integrated connected work site from supplier to supplier uh, all the way through and i think you know that in itself is is another element of how we can integrate the wider industry together no matter what project is it is no matter what brand of equipment you've got the the livery uh, and the branding of knowing that that particular company is on site and where that particular item is um, you know, it's all connected and integrated in a visual way. And well, Vinny, um, it's been fantastic to talk to you. Um, and it's been amazing to put this visualization into a verbal context. Um, and so where can people find uh, more information about Evercam from Vinny? Yeah, Evercam, E-V-E-R-C-A-M, M for mother, evercam.io. And um We'd be more than happy to talk to anyone about any solutions they need. And we have teams in, you know, the, in Ireland, in the UK, US, Europe. And the other interesting thing with ourselves is we work with high-end CCTV cameras. It's, it's, it's where we're hardware agnostic. So there's every likelihood that your local installer or your existing partner for cameras can install the cameras that work with Evercam. It just makes, makes life a bit easier for people. 
Fantastic. So that is Vinnie Quinn, the co-founder of Evercam, Evercam Construction Cameras. And uh, Vinnie, it's been a fantastic opportunity for me to learn more about the future of the construction industry. And this, folks, another great big technology podcast has been brought to you by Ritchie Brothers, the used equipment specialists. Now, you can buy equipment with Ritchie Brothers. You can sell equipment with Ritchie Brothers. And you can even sell it to Ritchie Brothers. They just want to do business with you. And you can find out more about Ritchie Brothers at rbauction.co.uk. So it's goodbye from me. Look after yourselves. And it's goodbye from Vinny. Thanks, Peter. And uh, until the next time, folks. Goodbye. <laughs>